0: case update in the Daybell-Vallow murders, insight into the attempted murder of Brandon Boudreau, Melanie Boudreau-Pulowski's police interview, and potential attempted murder charges against Lori and Chad, and Alex Cox, were he still alive. Mark Means files an objection to legal proceedings regarding scheduling the trial, even though Lori is still considered incompetent, and the cases are still joined. Hey, everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? It's going.
1: It's going okay. Kind of okay. (laughs) Ah, I got the COVID booster two days ago, and yeah. man, I'm struggling.
0: Still not that good, huh?
1: You know, I hit the ground running this morning, feeling really good, and as the day has progressed, I've just gotten yucky again and fever again. And
0: tomorrow, what? I'm going to be fine. God damn it! that yes. that's what I'm manifesting. I got you. <laughs> that's the plan. That is yeah. the plan. Well, I'm three days out from my COVID booster, and I'm all better. So. <laughs> Okay, hopefully that is the case for you. Yeah. Yes. So tomorrow's my day. I'm doing great. I have been deep in the weeds in the Daybell Valo update and Mm -hmm. more document dump. And well, what did we agree a minute ago? That these people are terrible, terrible humans. Mm -hmm. And the more we learn, the more terrible they become.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it seems like maybe they were in a competition to see who the most horrible human could be. Yeah. We think there was a three-way tie there with Lori, Alex, and Chad, uh, but definitely honorable mentions for Zulema, the Mells, you know.
0: They're definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I don't think that we can leave those, those honorable mentions out at all. No. So there are a lot of things going on right now in relation to the Brandon Boudreaux attempted murder. So Brandon Boudreaux was the... Nephew in law of Lori mm-hmm. Vallow Daybell mm-hmm. and Alex and, and Alex Cox married to Melanie Boudreaux, who they've since divorced and her name is now Melanie Pulowski But back a while ago, about a year ago, more, more than that. Now, two years. Um, two years Yeah. Yeah. There was an attempt on his life. He was fired at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, There's a lot coming out about that now. It's strange to see it two years later, Mm -hmm. um, but we're seeing a lot of information come out. So we want to share a bunch of this. I want to give mass props to Justin Lum, who is a reporter in Phoenix. Um, He has released tons of documents and he put together a really nice narrative summary. And this is what we're going to share with you because you guys, it is so many pages of, Um, documents and it's so freaking much information and we just kind of decided maybe we don't need to share all of that with you but we are going to no,
1: it's exhaustive
0: it is exhaustive we're going to work from justin lum's narrative and thank you justin lum because mm-hmm. he is an excellent reporter and has done so much to blow mm-hmm. this case wide open he is amazing
1: He has, and he's won some big awards because of his work on this case, and it's so deserved. It is so deserved. Well, and I'll say this, too. When Mm -hmm. they were bringing Lori, when they were extraditing Lori from Hawaii to Rexburg, Mm -hmm. Justin was here in Rexburg. And at the time, my daughter was the editor of her school newspaper. And so she was operating as as press, you know. And we had thought that she might show up at the jail sooner than they had said. And so Mars and I were sitting at the jail at like five o'clock in the morning, uh, just hanging out. And guess who shows up Justin love and is doing, a, you know, standing in front of the jail, doing a little report. And when it was over, we got out and visited with him and he was super friendly to us and super friendly to Mars and, you know, talked the case with her quite a bit. It turned out we had info he didn't have. And he had info we didn't have, of course.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, when uh, when they were bringing Lori in finally that afternoon, we had all been there for hours. And sources had leaked to us that she wasn't flying into Idaho Falls and being uh, bused from there, that she was actually flying into the Rexburg Airport, which is a teeny tiny airport. And that uh, that's how she was actually coming. And I had mentioned that to Justin and he said, No, she's coming in Idaho Falls. I said, No, she's coming in Rexburg. And he did not know. And it mm-hmm. was too late for him to get anyone to the Rexburg airport. Uh, but somehow Nate Eaton knew
0: mm-hmm.
1: and knew everyone and was there when she got off the plane. And if you guys remember, there was some footage of him yelling at her, <laughs> yes, Where are the kids? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh anyway, it cracked me up. And then later uh Justin had mentioned uh in something that he wrote on Facebook that he wanted to thank the Good Samaritan that let him know that Lori was actually flying into Rexburg. And that was me. So now I'm like famous-ish. Quasi. Quasi
0: famous. Yeah. Yeah, Look at that. Nice. Well, let's run through this. I'm just going to run through it. You jump in with uh, other um, pieces of information you feel like we ought to share Mm -hmm. as we go here. So on, so this all starts in, this is in September and October of 2019. Uh So on the 17th of September, 2019, Melanie uh, Boudreaux-Pulowski asks Brandon, her soon to be ex-husband, for his new home address. Yeah. So he tells police later that, there are only four people that know that address. He's been being very careful about it. Yeah.
1: He knew immediately
0: who it was yeah. that came after him immediately. He did. Now, right before all of that happened is when Melanie Gibb talked about seeing J.J. Vallow for the last time in Laurie Vallow's apartment in Rexburg. See, this is all right around the same time that the kids were murdered in Rexburg. Right. Okay. So So Melanie and Brandon had split. Brandon's living on his own, has this new address. So on the 25th of September 2019, Alex Cox drives a cheap he's driving a Jeep Wrangler mm-hmm. that was registered to Charles Vallo, who he killed. So irony. Yeah. Uh That had actually been driven by Tylee, who is also deceased at this point. So he's Mm -hmm. driving around in this vehicle that should never have been his, frankly. Mm -hmm. He goes to a place in Rexburg that does window tinting. Mm -hmm. And he has the front passenger windows tinted to 20% and the rear windows tinted to 5%, which, Mm -hmm. by the way, is super illegal. Both, yeah. You will get pulled over for those. Yeah, way, way too dark. Mm -hmm. means the back windows were only going to let in 5% of light. Mm -hmm. So he wanted you to not be able to see in that back, in the back of that Jeep at all. Yeah. Okay. So Melanie, at that time, Melanie, Brandon's ex-wife, flies from Mesa, Arizona to Idaho Falls to visit Lori. So she comes up here.
1: And you'll notice there's a lot of flights out of Mesa to Idaho Falls and back that you hear that a lot in this case. Yeah. That's because there's an Allegiant flight that flies yeah. from Idaho Falls from Mesa that's only about 50 bucks.
0: Yeah. So they cheap. were getting it's... that Allegiant flight and shooting back and forth quite a bit. Yeah, it's really easy to fly from here to Arizona. So um, also on that same day, this is on the 26th of September, 2019, Alex activates a burner phone. So uh-huh. Chad and Alex have burner phones that they're communicating through this whole process on. So on the 28th, so just a couple days later of September, he Alex is located at the gun range here in our area. Uh-huh. And he signs the log at the United Sportsmen's Gun Club. So okay. then on 9-29-19, Melanie goes back to Mesa, Arizona from here. So she's very clearly in contact with Alex and Lori. She tells the police later they're not really connected and she doesn't give them their phone number and she doesn't know where they live. Uh Clearly, she had just been to visit them. So kind of like Chad told the police he didn't really know
1: Lori, you know,
0: even though they were
1: married. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: So then on the 30th of September 2019, Alex begins a road trip in that Jeep Wrangler from Idaho to Arizona. Uh His burner phone calls only Chad mm-hmm. during that trip. So on the on October first of 2019 is when Lori rents the storage unit. So if you know this case, you know there's video of the storage unit. There's Chad there with them. He's grabbing her butt. You know, it's pretty obvious they're having an affair because this is yeah. before Tammy has done. Tammy is killed yeah yeah okay so 10-2 of 2019 is when the shooting happens in gilbert arizona yeah and on that day um alex and chad communicate on their burner phones multiple times so when that shooting happens brandon sees the muzzle of a gun um, pointed toward his Tesla right before a shot is fired at his gun, at his mm-hmm. car. His car is hit. Yeah. He drives off, and the Jeep, this Jeep Wrangler, follows him for a while before it turns out of his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So during that time that that is occurring, uh, or, or shortly after, Alex's phone calls Chad's phone twice. And then they communicate again when he's on his way back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so on that same day in the afternoon chad and laurie are seen on surveillance bringing in a tire and a single vehicle wheel into that storage yeah it said uh somewhere there were it's possible that there was also the back seat of a vehicle right yeah and so it's believed that those are the things that were removed from the jeep to make it easier for alex to shoot at brandon Right. Because that stuff was only in the storage unit for a few days and, and then, then it was, it was removed moved back out again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So also on that day, Lori searches on Google for man shot in Gilbert, Arizona. Yeah. And yeah. and news on Brandon Boudreau. Like yeah. Whoo, genius criminals here we have. Mm-hmm. Because that that the goal there, you know, Alex it turns out was a terrible um, shot, uh, shot, you know, and he—the <laughs> only reason that he killed uh, Charles Vallow is because they were so close, right? In you know, in proximity to each other, because he was—he—he he really uh, shouldn't have quit his day job because he was no assassin.
1: Well, well, no, he thought he was though. Well he sure thought he was. But he missed Brandon and he missed Tammy as well in her driveway.
0: He did, yeah.
1: I mean, lucky for Brandon, he got out of there and was smart enough to grab those kids and go hide with
0: them. I'm so grateful that he the did hell knows because what would have happened those kids he, could have easily died oh so easily so easily and you know there there there's all kinds of stuff about Melanie acting crazy and talking about you know the reason that she um divorced Brandon is because he was gay and making up all this stuff that not only was very uh rude toward Brandon but it was also just Grossly anti-gay, which just was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so the police interview Melanie on the third of October mm-hmm. to see what she was doing that day. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, was the day before. She couldn't remember. She just couldn't remember what she was doing that day. The the day before, mm-hmm. you know, the day of the shooting. No idea. Yeah. She also said that she did have a relationship with Alex and Lori, but they were not that close, even though she had just been, remember, flown Mm -hmm. from Mesa to Idaho Falls. Mm -hmm. And that's the closest airport to get, you know, for her to get to Rexburg to visit her family and then Mm -hmm. fly back. Yeah. She also would not share Alex and Lori's phone numbers with the police. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it is noted by the police that, not long after the shooting, Melanie actually moves to Rexburg to live in the yeah. same apartment complex as Lori and Alex. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, also when uh, additional homicides are discovered Tammy, Daybell, and Charles Vallow. And then Melanie marries Ian Pulowski. Mm-hmm. And Alex marries DeLema Pastenis. Yeah. And then Chad marries Lori. Mm hmm. And then Tammy's body is exhumed. And then Alex dies of natural causes. Yeah. Natural causes. Yeah. So that's sort of the order of these things that have occurred. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that helped me just sort of understand a little bit, lay it out a little bit more clearly. And, and bear in mind at this time, the kids are already dead. Mm-hmm. They're already gone. The kids are dead but they're still playing the game that the kids are missing. Yes. The kids don't actually get discovered until June of 2020. And yeah. so we're still eight months away at this point from mm-hmm. their bodies being located.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so interesting. You know, there's, there were so many cogs in these wheels turning mm-hmm. Long before the children's bodies were discovered, long before Chad and Laurie were charged with first degree murder, there was so much already happening Mm -hmm. leading up to the discovery of the kids' bodies. Yeah. But the deaths of the kids are linked to all of this because they all happened at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. They happened in September. This shooting Mm -hmm. happened in October. Uh then Cammy's death. Yeah. So yeah. I mean they're they're these people are all acting in concerts
1: mm-hmm.
0: for a common goal. It's it's so clear that they are I mean there's no doubt that there's conspiracy here. Mm-hmm. I think to you know just to demonstrate the conspiracy here that was happening in the way that they were, you know, playing yeah. that out and the burner phones and the the window tinting of the Jeep and the irony of shooting at Brandon Boudreaux out of that Jeep that belonged to Charles Ballow. It turns out Brandon and Charles Mm -hmm. were good friends and did quite a bit of business together. Yeah. And so it's pretty sad that after Charles' death, his vehicle is the one driven when the attempt on his life is made. Mm -hmm. There's just no, there's no respect for anyone in this situation. There's no respect for life at all in this situation. Oh, no.
1: And in fact, that's a good segue into the texts. Yes, the texts. So there is a spot. uh, Well, some of the paperwork that was released. There's some texts. um, They start on 9-2. They start with Alex to Alex says, "Uh, pretty good considering the dark portal we brought with us. This is them getting to Idaho.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Zulima responds with a question mark and Alex says, Tylee. Alex says to mm-hmm. Zulima, Can you call a tornado for a single person? Because remember that Alex and Lori have convinced Zulima that she can control the elements and that she can right. create natural disasters. Right. So Zulima says, Tornado? Hmm, maybe an inner tornado. I mean, recognize even if you think this stuff is complete nonsense. They are talking about harming Tylee. They're talking about hurting her.
0: They are. Regardless of what language they're using, they are talking about harming harming Tylee.
1: So Alex responds, inner is good. Zulema says, I think you guys will be led to deal with the dark one when
0: it's time. Well, this is September 2nd, right? Yeah. So Tylee died a week later. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. This is um, them. Preparing for how they're going to deal with her. Well, she very clearly was figuring this stuff out and tired of this bullshit.
1: Mm-hmm. And well, she's right. 16. I
0: mean, she's had enough of this shit. You sure. know. What teenager wouldn't be absolutely done with this stuff at this point? Yeah. You know, for sure. As, looking at her mother, like, what is going on? What are you mm-hmm. doing to our family? What is happening? Yeah. She's mm-hmm. old enough to get it. Like, something's mm-hmm. not right. And she has the gall totally. to question them. Yeah, that poor kid. My god. Alex says to
1: Zulima, "Agreed." And then Alex says, uh, "Es cierto," which is it's true. Alex sends Zulima a picture of a rifle with a scope, says he's at the range. Then on 9/8, Alex tells Zulima he's at Yellowstone with Lori and the kids. After this point, the only child mentioned is JJ, and and Kylie died that night or yes. or early in the morning on 9/9. Nine nine.
0: Right. That's the, yeah. She was buried on nine nine.
1: Now this shit is rich right here. On nine ten nineteen, Alex and Zulema start referring to Chad as James the Lesser, or JTL, like some cool guy, with the belief that Chad was Jesus's younger brother James in a previous life. Okay, bro. On 914, Alex mentions Lori falling asleep with JJ. On 917, this is the last time Lori mentions any of the kids through the remainder of the text messages between her and Zulima. She mentions dropping JJ off so she can meet Zulima at the temple. And then on 921, Lori says to Zulima, by oh, FYI. If anyone asks about me or where I moved, you can just say that I moved with my brother to Queen Creek. Especially those who
0: seek my destruction. How are you today? <laughs> seek my destruction. Like this is just regular, normal conversation. Also, Queen Creek. I have no idea. I think that
1: supposedly that's in Arizona.
0: Oh, okay. That's a lie. Yeah. yeah.
1: So Zulima says to Lori, wait, who's seeking your destruction? Lori says, lots of people, Serena and Christina in particular. Now, who's that?
0: I don't know.
1: She says, my family and such, seeking her destruction. Yeah you know, because she's murdered her kids and her husband. Yeah. Zulima Uh-oh. says to Lori, I think it's best you stay hidden. I'm staying quiet as if nothing is happening. Then of course Brandon is shot in Gilbert. Then on 10 3, Alex says to Zulima when she asked how he was doing, he says, Wow, nice. Just waiting and laughing and singing. Are you coming up soon? Waiting and laughing and singing. This is just like a week after
0: Al- or JJ died. Just a week. And 10 3? It's the day after he tried to kill Brandon. Right. Tried to kill yeah. Brandon on ten too. Mm-hmm. Laughing yep. and singing, all I'm is waiting. great. Yep. I've murdered my niece and nephew. I tried mm-hmm. to murder my nephew-in-law. Life is wonderful.
1: Yep. On ten nine, Lori tells Zulema, "Okay, perfect. Just text me when you're close, and I'll come out since the kids are asleep." Which confused uh, investigators for a minute till they discovered that uh, she was talking about Melanie's children. She was with Melanie at the time.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yep. So, at any rate, on 10-9, Alex texts Zulema, and they talk on the phone for 38 minutes, which is weird because they don't typically communicate late at night. Guess what night that was? The night that, Alex tried to shoot Tammy
0: Bell Yes. Unsuccessfully, yet again. Who made this guy the assassin? They've poorly cast him in this movie. Sadly, it didn't help Tammy. They just found no, another way. Didn't. According to
1: text messages to Zulima, Lori went to Missouri on 10 10 19. And then on 10 19, of course, Tammy Daybell dies. And then on 10 19, same day, Zulima texts Lori Oh my goodness. Did you know that was going to happen? How are you? How are you feeling? Maybe it was you I saw in the temple getting married just yesterday. And the girl was tiny like you. On 1019, Lori says back to Zulema. Funny. I love you. They're talking about the murder of Tammy. Bear that in yeah. mind. And then Zulema, yeah. Zulema so yeah. responds to Lori. Ascended couples. Jewel saw them coming soon. Nothing more powerful, she said. You know, because Lori and Chad are both these ascended beings who Yeah, you know, are going to be together and be so powerful and amazing. Zulima says, I love you too. Lori says to Zulima, that's good news. Then Zulima reaches out to Chad. Hi, Chad, I just saw your post. I hope you are okay. Yesterday at the temple, I had a vision that I was helping a bride get ready and helping her with her white dress. Then I saw your post today. The Lord is wonderful. Oh, my God. The Lord is wonderful. That's yeah. what she's saying about Tammy's murder. Celebrating her death. On 1020, Chad responds to Zulima. Thank you, Zulima. I'm hanging in there. Our family has received overwhelming support. Yes, changes are underway. We have all felt Tammy nearby. She is very happy and already very busy.
0: Zulima oh, yeah. to Chad. Thrilled.
1: Her work is underway.
0: I'm happy for her. Yay, Tammy! Oh, my God. Seriously, are his kids still thinking that he wasn't really involved in this? Like, give me a friggin' break. I just, I
1: can't even begin. So, Zulima also says, I'm all so excited for what's next. I'm praying for you and your family. Much love and comfort to you all. I hope to see you soon. Now listen to this. You're gonna to want to punch someone, just know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On ten twenty eight, Alex sends Zulema a picture of Chad and Lori and two other women at a restaurant. Chad and Lori are sitting next to each other and Chad is no longer wearing his wedding ring. In reference to the picture, Zulima says to Alex, he looks way too happy. On ten twenty eight, Alex to Zulima, he escaped the warden, so it's all downhill from here.
0: The warden, he escaped the mm-hmm. warden by killing his wife. His wife. Of, of many years of which, you know, birthed his children. Yep. And Zulima to Alex, woohoo!
1: He's a happy man. Look at that smile. Alex to Zulima. He's a little giddy. Zulima to Alex. That's so cute. Ugh.
0: These people are so disgusting. I can't uh yep. Yep. And then,
1: this little bit about Zulima, about her beliefs, I think this is really important to kind of mm-hmm. understand her role here. Zulima believed that she was of multiple creations or that she had lived several lives. Chad and Lori told Zulima that she had the power to create earthquakes and storms, and she would often text them and ask if she had been responsible for earthquakes, including an earthquake in Chile shortly, shortly after her visit there. Chad would always confirm that she was responsible for the earthquakes and tell her she is doing good work. Okay, think about that for a minute. If she were actually creating earthquakes, which she's not, but if she was, people are dying. And Chad is praising her good work.
0: She's doing good things. Yeah. These people are sick, man. Mm -hmm. Not like we didn't know that already, but wow. Right, but it's just... This just drives it home a little more.
1: Uh, Chad praised Zulima for her efforts in preparing the earth for the second coming, the second coming of Christ. Zulema was also under the belief that she was being protected by an angel called Porcius, who is the deceased president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, David O. McKay. Zulema what? would visit. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's new, huh? Mm-hmm. Zulema would visit the Gilbert, Arizona temple daily to do work and further their efforts to prepare the earth. Afterwards, Zulema would text Chad and Lori about the portals she opened while in the temple. Zulema would text Chad and Lori about visions she had and ask Chad what they meant. And she would ask Chad to check on people that were close to her or her family. Chad would often label men as dark Zulema was told by Chad that a man she was dating was dark and he was placing cages around her. Zulema ended her relationship with that man and was then told by Chad that he was told by God that she was to marry Alex Cox and move to Rexburg. Alex and Zulima began communicating through text message and phone calls and visited each other several times before getting married on 11-28-2019 in Las Vegas. Yeah. That quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Whoever that guy was, she broke up with. Dude, you dodged a serious bullet. Wow! So, when you congrats on being this. dark; it saved your life. <laughs> yeah. When you hear all this about Zulema,
1: and you hear all of this about Melanie, surely you're asking yourself, "Why? Why have they not been charged?" To us, there's only there's only
0: one possible reason. Yeah. They have deals. They've got mm-hmm. deals. They've, they've spilled their guts. They've told what they know and they have deals. How mm-hmm. could they not be charged? Uh, you know, like Melanie Boudreaux-Polowski, you know, they're looking at charging Chad and Lori with the attempted murder conspiracy to commit attempted murder on Brandon Boudreaux, mm-hmm. but not Melanie. Yeah. Come on. Melanie now has partial custody of their children yeah that's terrifying that is absolutely terrifying it is it's it's just sickening but yeah Yeah. that's I I don't have it we know that Zulima had some kind of a deal in Arizona already we already Mm -hmm. knew that yeah but I think she's got a deal in Idaho too Mm -hmm. and that they've been able to tell what they know and give them give information against Lori and Chad mm-hmm. in order to keep their own butts out of jail. I really think that's the only reason why they're not in jail. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. They were, they were players in this. They knew.
1: They knew. I mean, Suleiman lawyered up within an hour or two of Alex's death. She lawyered yes. up
0: immediately. She did. Yeah. She certainly yeah. did. And she wanted to know when they were searching her house after Alex died she wanted to know if she could get her uh, attorney over there, if they could stop that search. Yeah. And the police were like, well, no, we have a warrant. You know, I mean, yeah. your your husband did die an unattended death and it does seem rather sudden, you know, mm-hmm. don't you want to know why or maybe yeah. you already do know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So like we said, you know, a three-way tie for first place of worst people ever with a few good honorable mentions that are clawing their way to the top. The more you information we get
0: with this kind of stuff and calling Tylee Ty a dark portal. That makes me so angry. Oh yeah. Because I cannot imagine how frustrated and angry and scared she must have been about what the hell was going on with her mother. Mm-hmm. You well, know, and her asking Zulina to try to do dad. things to hurt her. Yeah. 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 Cause she was a barrier. She was getting in their way. Mm-hmm. Because she was asking questions, mm-hmm. I know sixteen-year-old kids. Mm-hmm. They ask a lot of questions, mm-hmm. and they are yeah. old enough to understand what's going on around them. You bet, and, and be belligerent at times. And I'm guessing yes, that she be pissed and frustrated enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, yep, absolutely. Ugh, hate it. Poor Tylee. But speaking of belligerent, yes, please. <laughs> Share the latest Mark Means debacle. Mark Means has now filed. Of course. All
1: by himself, yet again, never mentioning his co-counsel because no. that is apparently some kind of uh there's definitely some
0: yeah. There's some kind of rift there where mm-hmm. or it's just that Archibald's like, keep me out of the shit. I don't want anything to do with any of this.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he is saying that the court issued an order stating that for purposes of conducting a jury trial, blah, blah, blah. Still doing the
0: quotes. Yeah, got
1: lots of air quotes. Basically, I won't read the whole thing because it's tedious. But basically what he's saying is that he is objecting to legal proceedings uh, because his client's case is stayed. Which is, you know, the, the prosecutor has argued the same thing. And said we right. shouldn't be filing anything
0: mm-hmm. as while
1: Lori's court or cases state if these cases are going to stay joined. It's not right. Mm-hmm. And the judge is like, oh, you know. Well, he's kind of just stalling, I think, and kind of trying to push things off just a little bit further so that we can get her spiffed up and back to court. I mean, of means is uh filings. This is one of the more vanilla
0: ones, frankly. There's well it is, but where has it been it, all this but, time? I mean, they've mm-hmm. They've dealt with the change of venue, and yeah. there's a there's a, a now he's saying you know there's a conference schedule coming up on the 12th of December mm-hmm. where they will um, set a trial date, mm-hmm. and and I do really question what why right why are you setting a trial date? But right. when but what I don't understand about all of this is that the application to sever these cases has been filed by John Pryor for months. Mm-hmm. And has not ever been brought to a hearing. Mm-hmm. Well, and the judge said in
1: another proceeding, referring to that, that he has no intention; he's he's not going to split
0: these cases. Yeah, he did say that, but I mean, they yeah. have to re- address it. You but would it sure is true. Think like, so. why? I mean, I don't mean to agree with Mark Means, but it is. <laughs> I do question, like, what the hell? How how are you going to schedule this trial? She's still go in go a psych the taste hospital. Out of your mouth? <laughs> yeah yeah she's still you know she's still considered incompetent yeah. how are you going to schedule a trial uh, true and, and honestly knowing means and his uh
1: you know love to believe her the point and file things uh you know frantically all of the stuff they're arguing about and talking about now once Lori's spiffed up and ready to go they're going to go through back through all of this stuff all over again They'll because have to. he wants his day in court and you can't really blame him for that you know. No. But but I will say this. What a freaking hypocrite. Yeah. Because he never quits filing shit in this case. Right. And then he's also objecting to anything going on with this case because his client is on a stay. Well, if she's on a stay. She's on a stay. Right. That's my opinion.
0: But, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, okay, she either is or she isn't. But you can't mm-hmm. have it both ways, Mark Means. Mm-hmm. But it, it it does make me wonder, like, why why do you have a conference scheduled to schedule the trial when one of the defendants is still in a psychiatric hospital. like Yeah. It doesn't seem right. It definitely doesn't seem right. It doesn't. It doesn't. And I agree. You know, the prosecutor has been concerned all along. He's like, Mm -hmm. this is, we're violating her rights and I'm not comfortable with this. I'm just going to put it on the record again, judge, that I'm not Mm -hmm. okay with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, The judge is like, wow. I mean, it's okay. Yeah.
1: I think But he's getting updates, you know, he's getting updates. I I just keep feeling like he's pushing this stuff back a little further and a little further, hoping that Mm -hmm. we will get to the point soon where she will be deemed fit and returned to the Madison County Jail. And then Mm -hmm. he'll be ready to jump into action and file this stuff. But I I keep hoping this is because he knows something we don't know, you know.
0: I I hope so. I hope so. But I, I don't know. This is a strange, this whole thing is a strange situation and certainly something that judges and prosecutors and defense attorneys in our community don't yeah. have a lot of experience with. No, for and, sure. And, no. you know, we don't want Lori to ever be able to come back and say, my rights were violated while I was in a hospital. I didn't have any say in any of this. You know, and ultimately yeah. they can stipulate, I believe, to a lot of the decisions that have already been made. If her lead attorney... <laughs> Jim Archibald you know the guy actually in charge of this case is you know if they're willing to stipulate then they won't have to redo it all but it is a risk Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it does make Mm -hmm. you wonder why they're why the judge is okay taking that risk yeah yes it does
1: for sure Um, well I guess we'll see what happens so there should be court next week and you know the uh Defense has fought hard. They do not want it to be sealed. The prosecutor says it has to be sealed because we're talking about Lori's uh, mental health, which she's protected through her HIPAA rights. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm hoping it's not sealed, you know.
0: uh, Well, there are parts of it that won't be sealed. You know, the the trial schedule, there are parts of it that won't be sealed Mm -hmm. because they're not. But there are parts of it that will be, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and we'll see how much action will actually happen on some of these crazy things that Mark Means has filed and how much mm-hmm. attention they're actually even going to give them. Yeah. The judge is even going to focus on. I doubt it's very much, honestly.
1: Mm-hmm. How but, long before we see uh, something else roll through the court with him uh, grousing again at Melanie Gibb for ignoring his subpoena
0: and now at the Mormon church for ignoring his subpoena. Probably. And, yeah. You know, that's going to be coming. Yes. I, I am sure, you know, cause he has commanded them. hmm to to respond which i think is hilarious that language like dude seriously you are hereby
1: forthwith commanded
0: yes like (laughs) let's let's get real about what your actual role is here we haven't even seen you in court in like six months buddy so come on (laughs) yeah a little more boy boy he's
1: Mm -hmm. working hard
0: we're hardly working (laughs) well that is the update as we have it right now of course as more things happen we will share those with you and we do plan to live stream court uh on the 2nd of december and that should give us a little bit more information we'll see <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. <laughs> that or hardly working bit almost killed me <laughs> <laughs> well
0: it's almost like he's got to create some stuff for himself to do here mm. you Gotta know keep himself on the payroll man i i think so yes Well, this is our Tuesday case. We will be back tomorrow with one more case this week and be back on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain with our live case updates show. And we will not be here for the Psychic Hour this week because it is Thanksgiving here in the U.S. And as Katie said, we will be home eating pie and drinking wine and playing games. So there you have it. (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, I hope you guys are working hard or
1: hardly working or whatever you do.
0: Right? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, we are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care.